Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this evening, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, well, not really alongside me because we're social distancing, bro. My brother Alex. Alex, how you doing? Ah, man, doing great. Just, uh, you know, just here, man. Nothing's really changed since the last time other than it feels like it's been years and years since we last did a podcast, but in reality, it was just last week. Um, so, other than that, man, everybody's good, everybody's healthy, uh, so I'm pretty giddy right now to be podcasting with you. Yeah, that's the one thing about this whole work from home thing, is that the days just all kind of run together, right? Mondays don't feel like normal Mondays, so they're not as bad, but Fridays don't feel as good as regular Fridays, they don't feel as good because you're home all the time, it's really kind of, uh. It's 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 beyond weird, and uh, you know, unfortunately, I think we're going to be doing this for a while. But what can you do? You know, I mean, it's yeah. We've been we've been dealt a hand as a country, and we're all coming together to do the right thing to keep each other healthy and and uh, and and minimize the damage that this virus is causing in our lives and our economy. And you just got to do what you got to do, right? That's it, man. Got to roll with the punches and make the best out of it. That's right. I'll tell you what. I am, you know, look, I think all of us sports fans are missing sports for sure. Um, But I feel like I'm missing it more than most. I mean, like, you and I are probably equal level sports fans. But at least you're finding entertainment in in the simulated games and in the old school games, you know, they're playing the 2010 NBA Finals on TV, and you're enjoying that. I can't do it. I cannot do the simulation. I can only do the old stuff. I can only do, I can barely do the old stuff. So I'm stuck just watching reruns of Seinfeld and The Office, you know. Like, I'm just not, I'm just not enjoying anything on, on TV. Yeah. But I did get a glimmer of hope this week from... The UFC and from MLB. Now, I say glimmer because they both nothing's materialized yet. In fact, the UFC fell through, uh, and the MLB plan. Who knows? Now they were talking about they they were coming up with a plan to start on May first, and I don't think that date was really set in stone. So it may push back a little bit further to June first. But you know they're they're kind of coming up with a plan, you know, baseball kind of does the social distancing thing in general, right? Because the players are kind of spread out and not, you know, it's not like the NBA where or the NFL or hockey where they're touching each other constantly. So it kind of makes sense that baseball had a plan. And of course they, they came up with a plan with various things, you know, uh, just to give you some, some, some background, right? They were talking about breaking the league up into two destinations, Florida and Arizona, uh, which would, you know, they would take these spring training facilities that are already available to those teams. And, of course, the National League and American League teams are mixed up, so there'd be realignment for 2020 so that they could play in those areas. Uh, They would use the major league facilities like the Tampa Bay Rays Stadium and the Miami Marlins Stadium and the D-back stadium, but with the volume of games, they would have to also use spring training facilities, which are open air through the summer in Arizona can get pretty hot, so that's a consideration. Uh, the The players would be quarantined basically in those states, 
Um, <clears throat> there was some talk of, as far as the number of games, no one knows, but there are there was some talk of seven inning double headers in order to get more games in to make it more representative of a of a regular season. So you know, there's a whole lot of moving pieces to this. What were your initial thoughts when you heard about the plan, Alex? Uh, well, first, I want to make it clear that, yeah, I miss sports very much. Um, but, you know, I just, uh, just overall, not just with baseball, with UFC, basketball, just overall uh, sports and, you know, what we have going on in, in, in the world today and here in the U.S., you know, I feel like the sports are trying to be the first ones to, to come back. Like, who who's going to be the first sport to come back? And and I, I get it, you know. Uh, and, and again, don't get me wrong. I Yes, I want to watch live sports just as bad as the next sports fan. But, I, you know, I feel like there's just no need to, to rush anything back and do things the right way. Um, so I, I really, I'm not really starving for it that bad. Like I just rather, I just rather see it done the right way and for good reasons. And I just don't, don't think that you know the leagues. Uh, I don't. I just, I just don't feel like uh, they're doing it the right way. I, I think they should take their time with this. But if I were to agree uh, with Baseball coming back, they May first as as they were trying to target. Um, you know, it, it gives it a, a very interesting new twist to, to baseball for this season, at least with the uh, with the with the juggled uh, teams and in, in, in divisions. Um, I think that's good. Um, and other than that, I think it, it this would serve a great time for uh, specifically baseball, right? Because they would be playing right now to really uh, experiment with, you know, with things that they want to implement in in the near future, Uh, like one being the the robo-umps. That would be good. Um, Or maybe, uh, I don't know, the the shoring games or the, the horn derby to instead of extra innings or start the extra innings with a runner on second base. So this would be a good time to experiment with those things, see how uh, see how the league likes it, see how the players like it, see how it all works out. And, you know, if, 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 if you feel like it's, it's good for the game, then you can kind of go forward with it. If not, then you don't go forward with it and you rethink things. But, um, you know... Honestly, man, I'm just like whatever. If you know, if they want, if they want to play, play. I don't know that you know a 60 game, 80 game baseball season, and you know, is the World Series winner really the World Series winner for me? Not really. Uh, so that would be kind of weird, and I just it almost feels like it would be like a wasted baseball season, like. I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about it, but, you know, I'm like, whatever, really, to be honest with you. I'm not pro or con about it. I think I'm pro. 
uh, provided that, that they always keep in mind the health and welfare of the players and the staff and the umpires and the you know the field crews and things like that. So long as they do it in a safe way, then I want them to come back as soon as possible. I think that sports are very much interwoven into the fabric of our lives, and I don't want to wait until we get back to completely normal. I think we're going to have to transition. Uh, we're going to have to transition to a point of normal, and and there's going to be a time where, and maybe 2020 is it, right? The whole 2020 season, where we're going to play with things being a little bit different than normal, and I'm okay with that, right? So if they want to do a certain number of seven-inning doubleheaders so that they can make it a 100-game schedule as opposed to an 80-game schedule, I'm okay with that. If they want to say, let's use the robo-ump this year so that we can eliminate some of the possibilities uh, of, of, of medical issues for the umpires, I'm okay with that. Um, you know, I'm okay with games with no fans in the stands. I'm okay with all of those things, so, so long as everything's done in the vein of the health and welfare of the participants. I'm all for it because I don't think, and the reason I say that, and the reason I'm willing to accept all of those changes and nuances in 2020, is because I don't think, I don't think we're ever gonna go back to the same normal that we had in 2019 i think that world series that we saw last year uh in in 2019 between uh between the nationals and the astros that was the last world series that we will see like that i think our lives and our normal will be very different going forward and I don't think we're going to get there right away. So if we have one year where we transition to that new normal, whatever that is, by doing all of these little things now, like having you know realign a, a different realignment than what we're used to, and you know robo umps and things like that, then I'm all for it. I think it's important for our country to get back to some sense of normalcy and. I think that sports play a huge part in our feeling of normal. And it plays a huge part in our economy. I think it plays a huge part in our Americanism, really, for lack of a better word. And I know some people are going to think that that's silly, but it's true. You know, if you look around, we revolve a lot of our lives around sports. And so... You know, I think it's important to get back, and I think that's part of the reason too why the leagues are, you know, wanting to get back because they they want to give back to the country as a whole, um, and and so I'm all for it, uh, and it, you know, it also kind of gives baseball the opportunity to deal with some lingering issues, right? If they're going to realign the National League and the American League. What are they going to do? Are they just going to designate Florida the National League and Arizona the American League or vice versa and then have have the DH, for example, in, in that one league? I think this is a perfect opportunity to say, okay, we'll add one person to the roster and we'll take away the DH. Done. You know, and, and no more DH because the having the DH was always, I, I thought, one of the dumbest things in sports 
right? Only in baseball do you play in by a different set of rules depending on the park you're in, right? The NBA doesn't do that. The NBA, it's five on five, and you substitute, you know, at the breaks. It, you know, it doesn't matter where you play, whether you play in the Eastern Conference, Western Conference, it doesn't matter, right? Um, right. Same thing with football, right? It's four quarters, offense, defense, special team. I mean, it, it, baseball is the only one that, that literally has a different set of rules based on the park that they play in, which is just the silliest thing. You know, you got the Mets and the Yankees who are <laughs> four miles apart as the crow flies, and yet they have diff- a different set of rules. It, it's crazy. Um, so I think it, it gives them an opportunity to fix some of those issues, which is good for baseball, I think. So, you know, overall, I'm for it. And, and yeah, I may be a little biased because I do miss sports. But I think if, it's, if, if they do everything they can with the health and welfare of those players in mind and those umpires and, the, the, you know, the team personnel, I say go for it. But then why start up with football? What's the what's why start the, off with football? What what's to say because that we won't what's to say that we won't have a, what's to say that we won't have issues um with this virus come August? Oh, right. We very well could, but I think there'll be less of a chance uh than let's say May. I think that gives us more breathing room, it gives the players uh breathing room. Uh, to, you know, not get, you know, c- not compromise themselves. Number one, being away from their family. God forbid something happens to their families, uh, being miles and miles away while they're playing a game. And, or something happens to the players and their families are miles and miles away and they can't see each other or travel and all that stuff. There's going to be restrictions with that or still are. So, yeah, I mean, August, August sounds better to me because it, 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 gives, it gives everybody more time to recover from this. And so, I mean, I get why, you know, the leagues want to be the first ones to, to come back. I get it. It's, it's, it's you know, there, there, there's a certain color, right, that, that, that wants them to, 
to to come back first, right? They're losing a lot of money in their pocket. So I get it. I, I get it from that standpoint. But again, if it's all about safety, um, then let them do the right thing. Let's let's ease up. Let's simmer down, and you know, just take it take it a little slower. You know, regroup. Regroup. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of resetting. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I I agree with the, with the resetting. I just think that you know they're 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 resetting and regrouping right now because you know. Uh, I, you know, I don't know what the right date is. I, I'm not saying that May 1st was the right date to do it. Maybe June 1st is. Maybe it's July 1st. I don't know. Certainly they have their <clears throat> their team of experts to look into the situation, to, to go into the logistical planning to make it as safe as possible. Um, but I think to just, to just kind of banish 2020 for baseball, I think, is... is uh, it's not, you know, it's kind of short-sighted and and not not really not not the right thing to do in terms of business, right? Because at the end of the day, <clears throat> this is, you know, it, it's a game, but it's a it's business, it's entertainment, right? That's that's what they do, and to kind of take that away from them, uh, you know, when there's safety protocols in place that that could could get them to perform their desired jobs uh, in a way that is relatively safe, then I think they should do it. And, you know, if they can't get to a point of safety until August 1st and they and they decide, well, it's not worth it to have a 50-game season, okay, I understand that. But if they can get to a point of safety in June and still have a 100-game season and deem that worthwhile to go through a season and crown a champion and provide the entertainment to the fans – then I say go for it. And, and, you know, I don't think we should blanket call off everything until football. You know, what are we going to do if we don't have safety protocols in place by August 1st? You know, then do we play football anyway? Because, well, we've waited long enough. You know, I don't, I don't think that's right either. It's, you know, we got to find it. We got to find a way to get the safety protocols in place and I'm sure they want to do it as soon as possible. And I don't get the feeling that they're rushing through it. I get the feeling that they are being very, you know, a lot of the reports that came out were not just that they were looking, you know, speaking with the teams and, and, and their personnel, but they were they were talking to government officials and medical experts. I mean, they weren't just willy-nilly making this decision with, you know the 30 owners of the team and the commissioner right it wasn't just 31 people in a room trying to trying to figure out when we can kick this thing up again i mean they were they were dealing yeah, with my, government officials my thing is my <clears throat> thing is look the government doesn't even know doesn't even have a firm date we're, we're on a 30 day plan here they don't even know the date so how are these sports officials going to know the dates dana white coming out with you know a freaking uh, uh, an, an island fight. I mean, that that was just ridiculous. And I I don't care what all the details were, but just the the fact that he could that he waited to the very end to to cancel it or whoever canceled it. ESPN forces hand. I don't fucking know. But the fact that that did not get called off sooner is really a shame. And and you're putting these fighters at risk. When, when when the government can't tell me, the fan, when it's safe to go back to work, then why is it safe for baseball players 
25 man rosters in a clubhouse to be, you know, interacting with each other and putting themselves at risk and then away from their families. I just, I just don't, to me, it feels rushed, basically. Right. And I I don't agree with it. And and look, I'm glad you brought up the Dana White thing because I thought the UFC, you know, his, his desire to put on UFC 249, probably the least trans, you know, probably the most transparent, uh, got to do this for the money thing out of anybody was Dana White. But I will say this. <clears throat> he was pushing to he was pushing to do his job, right? His job is to put on fights. And he was pushing as hard as he could to put on fights. I didn't necessarily agree with having UFC 249 go on as scheduled on April 18th. But I do applaud the man's efforts to try to try to to turn over every stone to see how we can get this thing going again. How we can but get But that doesn't make it right. No, that no. That doesn't make it right. No. His, his no it it does and I'll tell you why. We never had a cure for the coronavirus until the coronavirus really came out and bit us like like it has now, right? And 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 out of that necessity, someone will come up with a cure. Someone will come up with an antidote. Someone will come up with a vaccine. And it's the same thing with when do we go back to work? And I think out of pushing that envelope and making that effort, pushing as hard as you can to do what you do. He's pushing to do what he does, which is his job. His job is to put on fights. It's the government's job to limit and look for public welfare and all that other stuff. And I think in that scenario, it worked perfectly. Did I agree with putting on two UFC 249 on April 18th? No, I didn't. Personally, I didn't. But I think the fact that Dana White pushed that envelope caused government officials to look at different scenarios to see if it was even possible. Because if we all sit on our hands and do nothing, then how are we ever going to know what's possible? Just like we were sitting on our hands before this coronavirus came up and bit us and, and we never got a vaccine. Well, now we're going to get a vaccine, right? So I think he should be applauded for that. Now, was it risky? Absolutely it was risky. I didn't agree with it. I, 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 I thought he was putting too many people at risk. It's a, it's a sport that is damaging. Risky and, for who, Ed? I'm sorry? Risky for who? Oh, I thought it was risky for Dana White. I thought it was risky for the fighters. I thought it was risky. I thought it was mostly stop, risky for the... Stop right there. That's it. Risky I thought it, for the fighters. And, I thought and mostly... If risky for the fighters, then you shouldn't do it. Right. And, and, if, and But Alex, eventually, we got to the right answer. Right? Eventually, someone put their foot down somewhere and said, okay, we've heard all of the possibilities and all of the safety precautions that you're taking, and they're just not enough. So we're going to go ahead and stop it. And I think that's the way it should work. Right? Like, a guy should try to do his job until his boss tells him not to. And, and, and that's exactly what happened here. And so, you know... I'm no medical expert, you know, neither one of us are, but again, they counseled with medical experts and government officials. They took it one step further. They were willing to go kind of around the government and go put it on tribal land so they wouldn't have to deal with sanctioning bodies and also talking about putting it on an island. 
you know, they pushed, he pushed the envelope further. Did he push it too far? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But at the end of the day, we got to the right answer. And I think you have to have people put plans in place and come up with ideas and talk them through and present them to government officials and medical experts to get to the point where we can get back to normal. Otherwise, this this pandemic is going to shut us down far beyond August 1st, far beyond 2020. It's going to shut us down for good. And you can't have that, right? At some point, we do have to get back to a, a certain sense of normalcy. And I think that's what he was trying to do. So while a lot of people really hated on Dana White for, for, for pushing as hard as he did, I see a huge benefit for it. And I disagreed with him, but I do see a huge benefit. And I think ultimately it will push us to a new normal sooner than if we didn't have people doing that. Yeah, the, the only sport that should be playing right now is golf. I mean, they got the most social distances. Fans don't even matter because they're freaking quiet half the time, right? <laughs> you got the players standing far away from each other. The caddy doesn't have to be right on top of the of the golfer. That's really the only sport that I think should be uh, should be going on right now. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised that they canceled the uh, the Masters. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, the, you know, another one is tennis, right? Tennis is another sport that I think could go on without a problem. Yeah. If you think about it, again, because look, it, all sports are going to go on with no fans in 2020. Well, maybe not all of 2020, but for the near future, it, certainly the sports that are that should be playing right now, basketball, hockey, tennis, golf, uh, soccer, baseball, all of those sports, they're all going to play with no fans. That's a given, right? So if you look at those sports, the only ones that really could go on right now would be golf and tennis. And golf, you could even play with a mask on because you're not really exerting your cardiovascular system. It's tiring to walk, and I'm not saying it's not physically demanding, you're hitting a ball hard, but you're not running, right? So you could even do that with a mask on. You could do it with gloves on, right? In fact, most golfers wear gloves. Um, right. Tennis would be a little bit harder with the mask because of all the running. Um, but, but yeah, I, I think golf and tennis could go on no problem. How's this for staying ahead of the curve? Wimbledon has been paying a pandemic insurance for the last 17 years and is cashing in on a $141 million payout because of coronavirus. Wow. Hats off. Hats off to them then. That, that's amazing. That's crazy. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. It really is. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I have not heard much about tennis or golf and whether they're coming back. I, you're right. I truly don't understand why they haven't. Now, you know why? Well, because it would be more, I guess it would be more than 50 people, right? More than 10 people for no. sure. No, because, because, because they're not as major as baseball, basketball, and football. I, I don't. I don't think it's. It, they, they are big sports. Don't get me wrong, of course, but I don't think they matter more to the to the average American. Right. They don't move than, the needle. Than the other sports, and that's and 
that right there is why I feel that they are rushing back to get baseball, basketball, and football to be played. That's exactly why, right there. That just proves my point. But, you know, uh, they've canceled, though, a few uh, tennis uh, events and golf events. So... We'll see. Uh, we'll see. I mean, at some point, we'll we'll get them back, right? They'll be playing the the majors and all that. I'll be stuff, real, so. I'll be real curious if they play the U.S. Open in June. You know, the U.S. Open is usually around Father's Day. Golf, I'm talking about. I'll be real curious no. if they play that in the middle of June. Yeah, I, I don't know. I tell you what, if they play it, I'm watching. I'm all in on some golf if they if they play the U.S. Open. Yeah, I don't know if I watch. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'm not too into golf or tennis for that matter. But I'm not. But if but if I see any kind of live sports, I'm watching. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Care, I don't care what it is, man. If they put roller derby right now, I think I'd watch it. <clears throat> you know, ba- basketball started talking about a plan. Um, now, they didn't put a date on it, but they did set up kind of a time frame. They're talking about a 25-day window to kind of restart the season. So kind of a 25-day training camp. This kind of just, this kind of just came out today where the first 11 days, you know, because they're concerned about the players with the layoff not being able to train properly during the quarantine, coming back and getting injured. So they're talking about a 25-day kind of quasi-training camp. The first 11 days, the players would kind of all train individual individually at facilities, you know, stagger their, their workout times and stuff so that they minimize contact with even within a team. And then... And then have a two-week, you know, team training camp, obviously under medical supervision the whole time before they restart the season or or do whatever it is they're going to do with the season after those 25 days. I think that's a good idea too, to, right? To see how they, how the new medical procedures and the new safety procedures and protocols work, right? To see how it all works. I think that's a great idea. I, I think baseball should do the same thing, right? I don't remember if their plan had any kind of spring training aspect to it. But I think any league that comes back should have some kind of protocol like that to see if the medical procedures, they could test them throughout, see if if, the, if it's working the way they think it's going to work, you know? Yeah, see, the more we talk about this and the more I think about it, do I really want LeBron James to come back 35 years old with this huge-ass layoff? And and I understand that they'll be easing into it and they'll have a plan in place, but after being off for so long and then being, you know, on such an amazing season that they were having, uh, NBA championship-type season, and then... As much as he runs around the court uh, just because he's a freak of nature, have him pull a hamstring or something the very first game back, and then we lose him for the whole playoffs. I mean, I, I, I don't know. 
don't know if I see. I'm not. I'm not with that. I'm not with that either. Yeah, but that's. But that's. But that's right. But injury and luck. That's kind of part of sports, right? It's part of part part of sports is being a little bit lucky, right? Having the ball bounce your way and avoiding injuries. I mean, we talk about that in the NFL all the time is avoiding the big injury. <coughs> that doesn't bother me. I think that's kind of normal. What's going to have the bigger asterisk? The year 2020 or the Houston Astros? <laughs> I tell you what, the Astros, the Astros must be loving this pandemic. We talked about this last week, I think. I think they're loving it, right? People are worried about something other than them when it comes to baseball. So uh, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure they're kind of yeah. happy. Yeah, uh, honestly, I think the Astros will have a bit a bigger asterisk because people will not forget that. I think 20 years from now, people will forget the impact that you know the season had so if if let's say baseball comes back and let's say they play a 120 game season if we play a 120 game season and then have a normal playoffs and world series i think people will you know five years from now 10 years from now yeah they'll remember but 20 years from now i think people will forget that it was only a 120 game season and it won't have as much of an asterisk whereas the scandal created by the Astros, especially considering it's not done yet because of uh, because of the whole Red Sox situation, um, you know, I, I think that one people are going to remember for a long time. I wonder so what number is it for you? Uh, speaking of baseball, okay, what number is it for you in order for this baseball season to feel legit? So let's say they come back and they say, uh, you know, 120 games. Is that going to feel like, like a, you know, and is, is that going to feel like a valid season for you? As opposed to if they come back and say a 75-game season, an 80-game season? Any, is that going to feel valid? To me, anything, to me, anything less than 100 games, uh, I'm... The asterisk gets a lot bigger if they go less than 100 games. That's just me, though. Uh, I think 120 is valid. Uh, uh, 100 is really pushing it. And if they go below 100, to me, that's just not... It's not going to be representative of a true baseball season. So I'll be honest with you. I mean, I, I, can, I can assure you there's a very few bigger Mets fans than I am. If the Mets were to win the World Series in 2020, and let's say they played 100 games, even 120, it, I, I, I don't know how happy I'll be. I, I don't know if I'll be as ecstatic as, as if it was a 162-game season. Maybe 120, yeah. But 100 or anything lower than that, I had a hard time saying that I would be. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll rub it in Jay's face all day long. <laughs> but, but deep inside, seriously, deep inside, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if it, if it'll hold as much weight. I don't know if that piece of metal that Rob Manfred speaks of will hold such weight. I I, I think me. I think anything less than 162 games will feel a little like. 
if they play 162 games, even if they cram it in and go until December, right? It'll st- and, and and even if they put the World Series in a neutral site so they can play it in a dome and don't have to worry about the weather, even if they did all that, but they played 162 games, you know that would feel legit to me. Obviously, <clears throat> uh, if they cut it down to 140, mm, it still feels legit, right? You're talking about 88 percent of the season. 120 brings it down to 75%. Yeah, I'm starting to lose a little bit. 100 brings it down to 63% of the season. Now I'm really kind of not. And then below 100, you're looking at 81. You're looking at 50% of the season. That, yeah, that would, I'd still be proud of the Mets for winning the World Series. But I, you know, yeah, I mean, if someone said to me, if someone immediately gave me a hard time, right, like Jay, and said, yeah, it's a bullshit trophy because you only played half the season. I don't think I'd have much else to say. You know, I think I'd be like, I, I think my comeback would be, well, you played half the season and you didn't win the World Series, which is kind of like a, I know you are, but what am I kind of response? It's not, you know, it's not, it's not much. So that's kind of my, that's kind of my curve on number of games and stuff. Yeah, it'll be, it'll feel weird for sure. Yeah, well, but you know, hey, these are weird times, man. Yeah, that's we're living in some weird shit these days. Uh, the one thing I'm looking forward to right now, and we talked about it last week, is you know for Sunday, uh, you know the the last dance with the Bulls documentary. Uh, that's really what I'm looking forward to. I've yeah. been entertained with uh, you know with. Uh, some some throwback games that they've been showing on ESPN and NBA TV. Actually, primarily basketball. I've, I've learned to appreciate the basketball from yesteryear as opposed to the more recent basketball that that we've been seeing. Um, so I've uh, I've been keeping myself occupied with that. I have come to the conclusion that today's NBA basketball players are some big pansies and softies. Yeah. That's my conclusion. Yeah, well, you know, it's we we've been seeing that for, you know, we've been seeing that trend for the last twenty years, where the game has become softer, more ticky tack fouls. Uh, you know, the the punishment for a hard foul, you know, the flagrant one and flagrant two, <clears throat> that has taken a lot of the hard basketball out of the game. Uh, the flopping, the you know, the the influx of European players who are more accustomed to trying to manipulate referees with flopping has very much infiltrated the NBA game. And it's it's uh, not as, to me, not as good as it used to be, you know. And yeah, I know that makes me sound like an old man, but that that's the truth. It's, uh, yeah, I think basketball today, the NBA today, is an inferior product than what we had in the 90s and 80s and 70s. I just do. I, I think the best product that we got from the NBA was the 80s and 90s. And then from there, you know, before that, you didn't have the athleticism that we got in the 80s and 90s. And and then after that, the influx of the flopping and the, the, the elimination of any kind of hard foul, anything that even remotely resembled a hard foul, uh, you know, it just became softer. So I agree yeah. with you there. I was watching. I was watching the Lakers and the Celtics from two thousand nine or two thousand ten, 
And I think that might be the last year where, I mean, there was no flopping in that game. And, and remind you, that was Lamar Odom, Gasol, Kobe Bryant. Then you had, you know, the big three in, in Boston. And, mm-hmm. uh, man, th- th- those were some tough, that was a tough game seven that they played. Yeah. Where, like, Kobe, Kobe was horrible shooting the ball, but he somehow managed to, to pull down 17 or 14 rebounds in that game. I mean, I, I just kept, I was really in awe of how much driving to the hoop there was in that game in 2010, just 10 years ago, and there was no flopping, and there was a bunch of hard fouls. I was like, wow, where did that basketball go 10 years ago, which is, seems like a long time, but it's really not, but yeah, it's changed. And, 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 and I'll tell you, and I'll, let me remind you, that was, that series, at the time, was noted for being different from the way the game was played during the regular season and the previous year, the year after that, you know. So that 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 2010 series, by that point, by 2010, that series became the exception, not the rule. Which you know just further right. proves my point that the game in the night in the 80s and 90s was was different, tougher, better than the game in the 2000s, 2000s and 2010s and and so on, and certainly today. I agree with you there. <clears throat> All right, buddy. Uh, right, you got anything else? Huh? I said you got anything else for us? Nah, man. I'm uh, I'm out of things to say. Okay. Uh, well. Oh no my. No huh? What now? I said no my. Oh. Okay, Roberto. <laughs> hey, speaking of Roberto Duran, dude, I, I forgot how slick this guy was at boxing. Pernell Whitaker, Sweet Pea? Holy shit. What a great boxer, man. Rest in peace to Pernell Whitaker. He was, you know, he wasn't, he didn't, he didn't have the career that Oscar De La Hoya had. Yeah. And I, I just got compared to him because they were in the same division. But man, he was he was such a slick boxer boxer, man. Like he was he was good. He was good. I, I feel I think he gets overlooked sometimes. I, I I feel like every few years we should take sports away from you so you can go back and look at the classics and, and really appreciate the old folks. Because apparently that that's one of the good things about this. This no sports thing is you're you're uh, you're going back watching some old stuff and you're appreciating the old folks. I like that. Yeah, man. Of course, man. I was gotta, gotta respect the uh, the OGs that that you know. That's that right. Came before all the all the current players. That's right. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Rest in peace to uh, Carl Anthony Towns' mother. She was battling with this COVID nineteen uh, since the middle of March, somewhere mm-hmm. around there, March twentieth. Uh, mm-hmm. When when you stop and think about it, that's that's about fifteen. Uh, 15, 20 days of battling with this uh, coronavirus where there's so many uh, people that are dying instantly within a day or two. Uh, she was battling for that long. Yeah. She was battling for 15 days. Um, her son, Carl Anthony Towns, was battling also, right? Because he was had to be there. I, I, don't, know, I don't know the ins and the outs. Uh, he had to be emotionally strong. I don't know if he was able to visit his mo- 
father or not. But if he wasn't, that was battling too because I think about how hard it is for me not being able to visit my mother who's 10 miles away and, you know, and she's perfectly fine in health and, and I'm perfectly fine in health, but I can't visit her. So, you know, I think about how tough that is for Carl Anthony Towns. So, uh, you know, I think uh, I think the Positive Sports Podcast wants to shout out Carl Anthony Towns, uh, you know, for, for being there for his mom. Shout out his mom uh, for, for battling uh, with this uh, coronavirus and uh, you know it yeah. just goes to show man uh, tell the people that, that you that you love and that you're around uh, that that you love them and you know just show them love and support because uh, you just never know yeah yeah no there, there are so many tragic stories of people passing away from this stuff and people not being able to see their loved ones in, in those terrible moments and and people battling as, as, as much as they can. And, and even some of the survivor stories, uh, you know, of people that are, you know, compromised going forward, you know, the, the damage to their respiratory system, uh, you know, is something that may affect them for a, a very long period of their lives. And it's, it's you know, a lot, there's there's nothing good about this virus thing, man. It's been, it's been sad all the way around. I heard that story as well, and it, my heart goes out to him and his family. Um <clears throat> Well, I guess we will go ahead and wrap it up there. I wish it was on a better note, but uh, you know, if uh, if you guys want to share your thoughts with us on sports coming back or on really about on anything about this coronavirus, I don't care. Just reach out to us. We love the interaction. You can email the show positive sports ten at gmail dot com, positive sports one zero at gmail dot com. If you want to get a hold of Alex, Alex, how do they do that? On Twitter at BrooklynDoucher1. Exactly. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can do so on Twitter as well, at eMontana21. As always, folks, stay safe, stay healthy, uh, enjoy your family and friends during these tough times, uh, albeit from a distance like Alex and I are. Uh, and But above all, stay safe, ignore the negativity, be the positivity. <laughs>